0: say thank you for that one and happy Easter weekend, everybody. We're going to welcome in our next live guest. It's Friday, so we've got Alan Adler here with this week's edition of Truck Tech. And Alan, we are talking more transportation startups in some hot financial water. Who is the latest on the list?
1: Companies that I write about today probably could say, why'd you pick us? Well, they're examples. They're not solely Companies in trouble. And the the word trouble might even be overstating it a little bit. These are, are financial findings, if you will, a little bit of deep diving into 10Ks. These are the annual reports that these companies have to file. So we focused on Proterra, which makes uh, electric buses, batteries, and electric infrastructure. And we also took a look at Alster, uh, which is a LiDAR maker, and one that actually looked like looks like it might be a survivor because it just over... Uh, just took over Velodyne, one of its competitors, um, in <laughs> February. Um, but when you start looking at some of these companies, they are, there there's some deep financial problems at both. Um, Proterra just got a little bit of breathing room from its uh, from its debtors, uh, although they're going to have to pay a much higher rate of interest uh, for money that you know that they've borrowed back in 2020. And then uh, with Alster looking like they could be in some jeopardy to you know quickly. Uh, you know, be under the gun for delisting from the New York Stock Exchange because their shares have traded under a dollar a share for uh, about three weeks now. And the NYSE lets you go four weeks and then, you know, or 30 days of consecutive trading under a dollar. And then they can start the process of, of pulling your listing. Why that matters is because if if a company goes over to what's called the pink sheets, they're much harder to trade and and it's just hard to get the attention that you would have from having a seat on a major exchange. So both of these companies were SPACs. Um, Proterra, interestingly enough, is not a new company. It's been around for 19 years. And most of that time just built electric buses. It was a slowly growing business, but they were generating revenue all along. Um, A few years ago, they expanded into battery pack making, as well as electric infrastructure. These were the reasons why The former CEO there, uh, Jack Allen, told me a couple years ago, he said, we went with SPAC because we could talk about these other businesses. They weren't known. And if we went with a traditional IPO, we'd have to be quiet about them uh, under the rules of the IPO. So we went with the SPAC. They got $640 million out of it in in the merger. um, But that money is pretty much gone. They borrowed pretty early in their in their days. And. uh, you know they continue to generate uh, decent revenue, but it isn't satisfying Wall Street. And they're you know they're gross margin positive, but they're not profitable at this point, and probably won't be for a while. They laid off 300 people uh, at the uh, at the end of the year, and they said they were going to close a factory that they had really just opened in, in California and consolidate the battery making in. South Carolina with the buses. So, you know, it's uh it's not easy times for them, but they do have hope. They they expect they could generate up to a half a billion in, in revenue. Um in the second half of the year, they've got a billion dollars of backlog. So there's a lot of positives there, but it's just a very difficult time from a debt perspective. Um, Alster, uh, you know, again, a possibly a candidate now to go to a reverse stock split, which basically means you take all the shares that are out there and you would either give out. Uh, one share for five of them or one share for 10 of them, that would raise the stock price, at least temporarily, and could get them uh, past this uh, delisting threat that, that appears uh, imminent. Um, the board has the uh, ability to do that really at any time, and I, I suspect that could happen. So these are just two examples of companies that are trying to make ends meet. That's what we call the uh, truck deck today, the making ends meet edition. These are companies trying to make ends meet right now.
0: Ellen, certainly interesting to see and observe where some of these companies that went this back route are right now. You also have a segment in your article around Cummings receiving a presidential visit. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. um, Last month, in in March, um, CEO uh, Jennifer Rumsey uh, went to Washington with the head of what was then the New Power division, uh, Amy Davis. She's been a, a regular on our on our shows. Uh, Amy is is the president of New Power, which is now called Accelera, and uh, they chose Washington because it, not so dissimilar from what I mentioned a, a moment ago, they wanted to get some attention for a, a business unit. They're making uh, electrolyzers for hydrogen making and they're doing a lot of it all over the world uh they are putting 10 million dollars into uh, a plant in, in minnesota near minneapolis to convert about a quarter of the floor space there anyway uh president biden who was out on tour you know touring uh, investments and technology uh, growth uh, through um through the IRA and other um, activities, the infrastructure bill, uh, decided that friendly Minnesota was a good place to go. So actually, this strategy, if it was a strategy, uh, really paid off for Cummins. They also happened to announce a billion dollars worth of investment across their uh, manufacturing uh, operations on Monday, the same day that the president went to to Minnesota, but uh, a, a nice win for them. In fact, I talked to a couple of the executives out there, and uh, another Amy, not uh, not Amy Davis, but Amy Adams, uh, told me that neither she nor uh, Alex Savelli, who uh, runs the uh, uh, electrolyzer business for the Americas, could remember a sitting president revisiting Cummins facility. The company's 104 years old, so that's a, a really long time to go without any kind of uh, love from the presidency, but we got it this week.
0: <laughs> I love that, and a great story there. And speaking of great stories, your final tidbit in truck Tech, I think, is my favorite one. And we all know here at Frank Waves that Tim Duner is a big Lego fan. How much do you think that we would have to convince Truck to you get one of those replica Mac anthems delivered to Dooner? <laughs>
1: Well, I think the one they're talking about is actually a full-size replica, which is why it takes a million <laughs> bricks, right? I mean, I'm not exactly sure. I have a, I have a. One of my sons was huge into Lego, especially uh, Bionicles back in the day, and and uh, I think they're still in his storage unit. You know, thousands and tens of thousands of pieces. This is a lot more than that, but it certainly was interesting, and it's happening uh, in time for the Brisbane Auto Show. If anyone wants to go in May down to uh, down to Australia,
0: I think I could take that flight you just got to convince people to send us there, right, Alan? (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for being here with us this morning. If people want to subscribe to the newsletter and catch your show, where can they go to do
1: that? They can go to uh, uh, FreightWaves.com, of course, under uh, uh, subscriptions or under uh, newsletters. uh, You can get that. And then our Truck Tech show uh, on FreightWaves TV is Wednesdays at 4. Interestingly enough, our scheduled guest next week is Angus Pakula, who is the CEO of, uh, of Alster, who we wrote about today, and also Sam Samid will be back with us. Sam is the Principal Analyst at Guidehouse Insights uh, and really does follow the LIDAR uh, industry very closely. So should be a good show next week.
0: Awesome, Alan, looking forward to that show. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, guys. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with more FreightWaves now coming up in just a few minutes.